Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Um, I keep... You there? Yeah. I keep call. I keep calling... Uh, I keep trying to deal with the people that I got tickets from. I, I, I got tickets from AMC. Uh-huh. And, you know, for Rise of Skywalker, and they charged me... They charged me uh, for my ticket, even though I had that AMC A-list or whatever. Right. So I kept telling the people and calling them, look, you know, I, I can just give me my money back, you know, because I'm supposed to have a free ticket for it. Well, no, we can cancel it. No, 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 don't do that. Don't cancel it. You know, just give me, you know, like a credit. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. You're not supposed to be able to see a movie on opening night. I'm like, well, how can I? I can, I can technically, there's only handicap spots available right now. <laughs> right. But I can reserve it. You know, for opening night, so their their logic didn't make sense. So I finally get like a, um, I finally get a manager on the phone. He goes, "Okay, so here's what we do. I'm gonna cancel one of your tickets." I said, "Well, what are you talking about? I'm gonna cancel one of your tickets, and then I'll tell you to go, and you go on there and you reserve the ticket for free, and then you get the ticket for free, like using your A list. You follow me? Yeah." That is dangerous. It is. But I did it. It's successful. It worked out. But I can tell you my heart was pounding that that, <laughs> that I might be losing my spot, you know, and, and Drew would have to sit, you know, LA Kings Drew would have to sit next to somebody that uh, he doesn't know. <laughs> but I was hey. honestly telling, I was telling the guy in the phone, I go, if somebody takes my seat, I'm going to go sit on their damn lap that whole time. But it worked out. It worked out. And, and I'm excited. I mean, you know, dang. Thanksgiving came quick. Rise of Skywalker is going to be here any day now. Yeah. Well, so what you're telling me is that you just did the Indiana Jones switch with the idol and the bag of sand? I did, but, but no boulder. Nice. There was no boulder. Very nice. I would have been, a, I would have been on a, a boulder on the guy if, he, if somebody grabbed my seat, but yeah, no, no, <laughs> no boulder in my life. Well, I can't think of a better way to start episode 161 of Podcast 2187 than what just happened. 161. Can you believe it? I, you know, it's getting up there, and we are just over one month away from being four years old. So we started, like, what, right after, uh, right after Force Awakens happened? Yeah, in fact, we, we were actually, we were already in, like, the planning phase. Like, <clears throat> we were in contact about coming up with the... The name, the title, we were working with Amanda at the time for just ideas and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, if you count that, like, formation stuff, we're already four years old. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Trying to figure I out. I actually asked a couple different people about being hosts on the show, and a, a few of them were, uh, you know, they had too many obligations at the time to be able to commit to a weekly podcast and all that. Um, but that's okay, because I think we, we turned out okay. Wait, <laughs> we turned out okay, didn't we, Mark? I guess. So so what you're saying is I was the first person who said, yeah, I guess I could do it. No, you were the first person I asked. I think, oh! you, you and Jared were the first. I'm like, immediately, boom, you two. Uh, well, that's good, then, because I was under the impression you're like, you went through a list of people, and you're like, no. <laughs> I, guess, I guess Jared and Mark will do. No, I was like, seriously, when, when it 
kind of popped in my head. I'm like, hey, you know what? I can do this whole podcast thing. I don't have to just be a, a co-host on them. I can actually make one. Uh, uh, you and Jared were from Kessel Run stuff. You know, you were the first ones to kind of uh, pop in my head, and fortunately, you were able to do it. And there were, again, I, I was trying to get like a four a four seat table if I could for the show. Um, and so there were a couple other people I asked who would have been great to have on here as well. But again, they, they just, and they were interested. It just wasn't going to work out time-wise for them. Um, so we ended up with the three of us for a little while. And then of course we had that Andrea uh, bit for a little while. And then she's off living her best life and doesn't care about us anymore. That was like the weird, that what that really was, was that weird season where they introduced a lot of characters in an attempt in an attempt to have a spinoff show. And <laughs> then all of a sudden, the next season happens, and you're like, well, where'd those characters go? Uh, the spinoff didn't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. She, she, went, she went and did her own thing, and, and, and God bless her. She's uh, living down south of me and, and enjoying the life with with uh, a wicked lover. So, we're gonna Yeah, see. it seems like it. You know, it seems yeah, like you know. every time every time I see something from her is about something that's making somebody happy. So Okay, so so speaking of speaking of Wicked and and you'll have to forgive me, I'm peeling shrimp right now. Um but <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of Wicked, there is a picture uh I guess it was from the trailer or the little behind um what was it, reminiscence or whatever? Oh the featurette thing. And so it has adult, adult Warwick Davis in the in the full Wicked costume, looking at a Wicked head. Right? What's it from? Well, well, spoilers. They're not supposed to be on the forest moon, are they? You mean like the ocean moon? Well, they're supposed to be on the ocean moon of of. Cheesecake Factory or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> but, but what uh the forest what's the forest moon's name? Is Wicked just does he got like a ship now and he's going from moon to moon? Does well they stop? do have they do have some friends post the Battle of Endor who can probably transport them here and there. Okay, but but do you think they run into Wicked? Somehow? I mean, it'd be awesome. I I don't know, but that'd be sweet. I mean, are we getting Wicked and probably not hating Christian things? Is that what's happening? I mean, we're kind of we're kind of gonna get. So, what we're talking about tonight? Uh, <laughs> we are going to be going over. Uh, I'll say a couple sentences. I am now caught up on Resistance, so I'll just mention a couple things real quick about that. Then we will talk about the fourth episode of The Mandalorian, which is now out on Disney Plus. Uh, just before the weekend on Black Friday. And uh, we are going to be going over some new information that we have regarding Episode 9 of The Rise of Skywalker. First, though, I just reminded myself by saying Black Friday. Mark, how was your weekend? Like, Did you have a good uh, uh, family time holiday? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't. I, I worked because I work in retail. Um... But I mean, you know, for for you still have a certain portion of the day can set aside for that, right? Or is it like all day? Well, I worked, I worked, you know, nine ten hours on Thanksgiving. I came in the next day uh, and worked and worked uh, Friday, and then Saturday I didn't have to work or Sunday, but I did spend a lot of my time doing homework for my classes. 
Right. Now I did take my I did take my wife to work though. Uh, she worked four hours, and I was like, "Boy, what do I do with time to kill?" So I went and saw. I didn't see all of it because I wasn't able to see all of it based on the way the times worked. But I saw about an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes of Knives Out. Oh, really? By Ryan Johnson, and I can tell you from the hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes, it's a piece of crap. Oh, really? I'm, no, I'm just kidding. It's really, really good. Okay, because I'm like I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> no, it's, it's really. It, they're gonna have to really screw things up to ruin the goodwill that they got from me. Oh, nice. Uh, going to. I, I I thought it was great. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, it was funny. It was interesting. I don't know what to say. You, you, you know, you all know I'm not the biggest fan of Last Jedi, but uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into a movie not liking it because I may not have loved Last Jedi. You go in watching a movie and. To see if you like the movie. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Since it uh, was first announced, it was an interesting title. And then the uh, the more that we knew about it from the previews and descriptions and all this kind of stuff. I've, and the cast list, too. I've been really interested oh, in seeing great. it. And it did pretty well in the box office, which, which uh, you know, it, it's always good when a smaller independent film or, or something like that does pretty well. Because maybe, right. maybe they realize that you know, a movie like that should be released in the theaters again. It doesn't all have to be, you know, uh, uh, Marvel movies or, or Star Wars movies. As much yeah. as I like to see them, you know, there's there's room for everything. Well, and part of the reason that made the Marvel movies so big was not just how they were well done, but it was something new and exciting at the time that you could, that was well executed, that you could get involved with as a fan. So something like this at this point is new and exciting. It didn't used to be, but since it's been a long time since we've had this type of movie, now for this current generation of moviegoers, it's kind of back to being new and exciting. So that's what you have to do. You have to bring back old genres and old things, but make them new again, and then they'll be fine. As long as it's good and and well done. And especially large ensemble casts. You know, they they used to be sort of the staple of of every, I think, Agatha Christie... uh... Right movie, they'd have all their little faces all over the the poster, the movie poster, and, and you know it, it was the power of the stars uh, or the actors and actresses that, that was getting you, you know, to right. see it. But yeah, it's good. I, you know, I, I'm kind of angry. I believe it, but I think we'll see it again and find out what happens. So I, I guess now that I've caught up for Resistance, the only couple things I'd really say about that is that it's kind of. Um, pretty much where we left off our conversation about it, I think, where it's doing fine. There are some cool story things that are going on. Nothing that's going to change or revolutionize my understanding of this era of Star Wars or anything. But, you know, if you have 20, um, 20 minutes to just sit back and, you know, have it on. Uh, okay, not going to lie. Um, for some of it, it was kind of like a background thing for me or I didn't have my full attention. Um <laughs> But, but that's partly because of the way it's done. Like, it's easy to keep up with what's going on with it without giving it your full attention. So that's not, not to say that it's boring or anything. Again, it's fine, and it's good. It's got some good stuff there. Um, and I do, if you're behind, I do recommend catching up because there's some cool things. They would, had this thing with the Sith Temple that they did recently, which is pretty neat. I um, saw part of that. I didn't, I didn't finish it, though, but it was it was pretty good. It was cool just just seeing some, and actually one of the things that the devices that was in there is reminded me of the report from Bestman Bulletin about some episode nine stuff. Um, 
So I could see that. And they had they had a, a new type of stormtrooper in there, the Raiders, stormtrooper Raiders, who are supposedly sent in by they said the Supreme Leader. At this point in the time or timeline, I'm not sure if that is still Snoke or Kylo yet, because I know it's kind of between the or so dancing around the episode eight time frame. Um, but they just said that the Supreme Leader was sending these troopers as relic hunters to find like Sith artifacts and stuff. Uh, so oh, that was pretty cool. But you get it though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the way the way finder can you jig. Yeah, I did not understand what you just said. The wayfinder. Oh yeah, no, it really did look like that description from Bestman Bulletin, the little triangular type of thing. Yeah, Pyram- exactly. like small he's pyramid. Sending, he's sending people uh, to look for. That type of thing, the wavefinder. Yeah, it was my assumption that it was Kylo because of that. The whole um, everybody, the 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 show is the show is one hundred percent spoilers. So, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, I'll go and also the the most recent episode had a lot more racing in it. So if that's what you were looking for in this show, uh, you'll get an episode of that, <laughs> the most recent one. Um, but uh, so for the Mandalorian, though, that's going to be the. Um, I, I guess, well, yeah, I'm like, that, that's our consistent week to week thing at this point, really, um, which is awesome. This episode was the one directed by Bryce Dallas Howard and featured the Mandalorian uh, at this remote village. And he and uh, the new character, uh, Cara Dune, who we were introduced to, um, end up working together to try to teach the locals how to defend themselves against their oppressors. Uh, I immediately when we're watching this, as the episode's going on i'm like this reminds me so much of that clone wars episode and i can't or like remember what season it was or anything but i remember anakin obi-wan and ahsoka were at this uh little village settlement thing and they were training the locals to defend themselves i want to say it was against uh like cad bane or something and honda was there i think too again this is just going off of memory and i'm not entirely sure but i just remember them teaching the locals how to fight and think and your strategy and all that kind of stuff. And it was a good episode for Clone Wars, and that's why it stuck with me. I liked it. And this was very reminiscent of that to me, and I thought it was great. Uh, so it was a good episode. Uh, I enjoyed it. I've seen some mixed reactions to it. It seems like everybody likes it, but some people thought it was the weakest episode so far in the series of the four. Um, yes. I Well, I mean, but for me, even the weakest one in the series so far is still awesome, and I still enjoy it. Like I, I'm not ranking them among the others. I'm just enjoying them so well you know for me i I enjoyed this i thought some of the i don't know what they call art direction cinematography i'm not sure yeah uh what you would consider it Uh, maybe the lighting choices were a little bit off you know and and then when you look at some of the um some of the concept art that was released uh today uh, and, and the huts look a little bit more exotic that they had. And some of the, you see some aliens walking around in the background. One of them is, uh, is a walrus man. The other is, is, uh, is a pow from whatever that creature is. I think from rogue one, they're walking arm yeah. in arm, like, you know, their buddies while there's humans around and that. And I honestly think that, that just those little things would have made it look a little better. Cause for me, the planet feels like it feels like a Star Trek episode in a sense. Obviously, a higher production value, but 
you know, I can see that. It looks like Vietnam, but even Vietnam looks more alien than that, you know, because Vietnam has the great, you know, the waterways with the tall, the tall rocks and, and islands. And, and, and this was just kind of like, you know, for lack of a better term, these are like rice patties and, and, you know, they're out there working in the fields and they're getting fish and the people were all kind of, I don't know, the people were all kind of bland for the most part. I can see that, like, it didn't strike me that way, and it doesn't bother me uh, that it could come across that way, Um, but I do understand how somebody could see it that way. I I didn't think about it that way before. You know, and it almost felt like he was at, uh, he was at basically the space cracker barrel in the beginning. He he, he just, he goes to a restaurant, and they're like, oh, what can I get for you, hon? You know? (laughs) And you look at you look at a situation like you know you look at a situation like Dex's diner, okay? Right. That's crazy. There's like a '50s diner in Star Wars, <laughs> right? But they tweaked it enough to where you're like, all right, I'll I'll go with this crazy ass concept because there's a robot flow, you know, and he's like Mel from you know the TV show Alice and all that, and you go with it because it's wacky. Right. But in this situation, it's just, all right. I mean, well, the interesting thing is it's uh, the waitress is Josh Gad's wife, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, he was happy that or angry that she was in a Star Wars before him. <laughs> well, I do want to point out that the ATST involvement was pretty cool. When it was first oh, yeah. introduced with the red eyes glowing, that was awesome. And I know I, I'm not the first one to point this out, but I had the same thought that a bunch of other people did, which is it really reminded me of uh, T-Rex and the way it was used, specifically the one from Jurassic World, actually, um, with the way it was introduced with the eyes and coming out of the darkness at the camera and all that kind of stuff, uh, But which is fine. It's good. That's not a problem. I love Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. That's my number two franchise. So. If they want to go that route, and and you know, of course, it's being directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Don't know if that was part of it or not. But if they want to go that route, I'm cool with it. it looked great. Uh, but and I don't know. I, I just it was fine. I think the one thing that's gonna that's gonna get to me is that once we're done with this season, because right now we're halfway through, we have four episodes out of eight. So once we're done with this season, I could see myself looking back and going, okay. Was this episode really pushing the plot forward enough when you only have eight episodes for one season? I could see that maybe. Not that again, I don't have a problem with the episode, but if they're only doing eight, maybe you want to try to drive it a little bit more. Um, if you have a full twenty-two episode season, then this is fine, no problem at all. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just like speculating f- four weeks from now, but. I still liked it. I thought it was good. And uh, baby, uh, baby Yoda is not going anywhere. Uh, he's still sticking around, uh, which is fine. That's good for merchandise, I guess, and for fans. So, yeah. Well, yeah, they're already getting the Funko uh, action figures going, right? I the saw Funko. that today. Yeah. Didn't take long, did it? I. <laughs> he's kind of I'm... a simple. He's kind of a simple character to to put together, though. Yeah, and extremely effective in a marketing way. Especially with the holiday season coming up here. Yeah, it, as Lucas hasn't really cracked down on. Uh, like, there's. So they have the official shirts, and my buddy. My buddy, I said, hey, look, they got official shirts now. He's like, what? <laughs> what? 
And he bought the one that has like the concept art. I think it's pretty much the only one they have where it says the child and shows him and then has the little Mandalorian logo in the bottom corner. Uh-huh. And and he's happy as hell. And he is not a guy that I've ever seen wear a Star Wars shirt in my life. But yet <laughs> he is happy as a as a grown man who you know, rents a room and, and loves to party and uh, we go see movies together. He is very happy to sport a, a Baby Yoda shirt. Well, it's kind of like the Baby Groot craze all over again, but just Baby Yoda. Don't, don't say that. What? Baby Groot? We don't, we don't say that? Baby Yoda's his own man. Well, yeah, sure, but it's the, the cultural impact is similar. I guess people like baby versions of everything, so... But see, baby, baby Jabba the Hutt never took off. Well, I mean, it, that's a slug. You're still cute, though. I, well, I'm... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, in comparison to the adult, yeah, it is. Is, it, is this water annoying you? Uh, it's mostly not noticeable, except for when you... If you talk, then it's like your microphone will pick up everything else around you. Um, but if you're not talking, then it's not there. I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to let you talk for a minute. <laughs> so as soon as that happens, you just get this big splash sound effect. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how is the shrimp peeling going? Uh, good. Now I'm just trying to drain it and get it going a little bit. I just I realized there's probably a couple pieces that I missed here and there. Is it like That's jumbo shrimp? Or... Oh, yeah. Nice. Not quite prawns yet, right? Yeah, still still gray, right? Before you... Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. All we're, having, right. we're having pesto shrimp for dinner. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I think everyone listening is excited for you, too. Thanks, everybody. So we are going to be getting to some Episode 9 stuff again, but what I'll say is after we cover that, we're going to kind of tie it back to The Mandalorian and maybe explore a potential connection between things that have happened thus far in the Mandalorian and some of the events in episode nine. Uh, first thing I guess that we'll get to, and needless to say, episode nine isn't out yet. So anything that we see from here on out, you can consider it to be uh, a spoiler section for the show. Uh, but one thing that Jason ha- reported on a few, it might've been on Thanksgiving. I think it was a few days ago uh, was about Anakin slash Hayden Christensen's involvement with episode nine. If he is in it, if he's not in it, it if he is again, what's his capacity and so on? Are you to gonna s- recap that right now? Well, I like to summarize what he said. It basically appears that Hayden Christensen is not physically seen in the movie, but it is likely that he has spoken dialogue included in part of the climax of the movie when when Ray is uh, having like the, the thousand generations of Jedi like restore her so she can take on Palpatine. Um, supposedly he has some, some lines there spoken along with, uh, I think Ewan and, uh, Yoda, Luke and Leia, uh, Ahsoka was mentioned, you know, um, but I'm pretty sure that Hayden hopefully, hopefully has like the foreground with like a full on couple sentences is what I would hope for. Now, Now you forgot that supposedly Ezra Bridger has a line too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was mentioned there, too, which I wasn't sure how. Like, I'd be fine with it if, if it's 
like part of the lead up and like the build up to Anakin, for example, where, like they get increasingly important as the voices go. So, no, that's like, not. It's not the understanding that I got. Like, do you I think did. he he just has like the floor for a minute and he says something? Like, like from what I understand, from what Jason was saying, I think is it starts with Anakin, then it then it hits Luke, then it goes through the middle section, ending with Leia. Oh yeah, I do think I remember it ending with Leia. Yeah, I remember reading because, that because Leia is technically her her master, right? So I, I mean, I, 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 don't, can... I don't have a really at this point anybody anybody besides Anakin doesn't make any sense whatsoever technically in this scenario. Only two people do. Only only Luke and Leia make sense. So the minute you put in anybody else, you can really put in anybody else. The minute you do Anakin and you throw an Obi-Wan or Yoda, well, then why not Ahsoka? And then Ahsoka, why not Ezra? And I think it's kind of cool wrapping that whole thing up in a sense. Well, it's cool because this is the end of the, the main franchise as, as we know it with Episode Nine, But it's cool that they are going to incorporate a climax of the Jedi of the entire spectrum that we have. And I think they mentioned Maz Kanata may or may not be in it as well. Oh, yeah, that was mentioned too, yes. And it sounds like she might even be cut from the movie. Well, there's a lot of, of cutting and changes happening <laughs> with this movie. She <laughs> is. Um, uh, which is another thing we'll get to in a minute. But I, I do, at the end of the day, I, I'm nothing is, for me is going to necessarily be better than what you and I discussed months ago about how they could have a final battle climax for this movie. Uh, obviously, that's not on the table anymore, and that's that's not the type of route that they're going to take. Uh, so I'm trying to not be greedy. I'm trying to just be happy with the fact that he is going to have some sort of involvement. Um, I, I just I hope it's explicitly clear that this is Anakin Skywalker speaking to her in the foreground, and like he can still have a moment, even if it's just his voice. I still hope that he gets a moment in the, the finale, because he needs to have it. Uh, we just like, as... I hate him! And you need to fight him. So you know it's him. <laughs> I like Sand now, but I hate Palpatine. He's like, no. <laughs> he's got to say, like, he's got to say things that, you know, make people know it's him. I, mean, I don't know I... what else it could be. Well, like that that's why JJ's being paid a lot more money than I am to do this. Yippee! It's time to wake up, Ray. <laughs> that, that's how it starts. She's like passed out. He's like, Are you an angel? Imagine if if if, if they got Anakin, but it's it's the wrong one. It's like uh what's his name from Phantom Menace? Jake Lloyd. Yeah, Jake but it's old Jake Lloyd. <laughs> post uh post uh jail rehab jake lloyd where he's just like hey this, <laughs> this is young anakin from phantom menace wake the f up right we'll be like huh what where the hell did you come from well we couldn't get we couldn't get hayden christians and so we got you well, and and also kind of similar to this was also the idea that as far as actual force ghosts that we see at the end, at the final scene of the movie on Tatooine, it is just Luke and Leia. We see their force ghosts kind of in the background. Uh, I, I do repeat, 
I would prefer it if we could have Luke and Leia and their father right next to them. That would be fantastic, especially with the name of the freaking movie. But anyway, um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I'm trying to, again, adjust and get over that. Um, but we do, in theory, have those two as Force Ghosts at the end also. Good. Now, what we don't know still is about them. <laughs> And if he is or is not included with any of this, like, Force Ghost voices or at the end in the final scene or what's going on, it seems like Jason still has the impression that once he's yeeted off the side, he's actually gone. Um, once he's what? <laughs> uh, I just used a young, young people term, Mark. Young, like, younger than me. As the kids say. The fact that it just came so naturally to you scares me. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna celebrate the fact that I can pull that off. Now that Ben Solo yeeted off to the side, uh, you know what? Yeah, you got it. You said it. No, it almost sounds like he just he just crapped himself. <laughs> Excuse me, I gotta go eat. <laughs> Oh, is, is the shrimp ready for you? You got to go eat? Uh, no, no. My stomach's killing me. I just took a major eat. <laughs> See? Yeah, this, this term. Don't ever do that again. Okay? Nah, I make okay. no promises. Well, I'm just asking politely. Now. Yeah, Before I, I demand that. it. Now, now, I'm, now I'm asking you, you know, as your friend. Don't, don't do that again. <laughs> so after Ben is... Um, <clears throat> somehow forcibly transferred from his physical location from one moment to the next moment, which is over the side of an abyss. Is that better? Sure. Okay. Once that happens, we don't know what happens next <laughs> with him. If he's actually gone again, Jason still seems from what I've read, it seems like he's still having the impression that that as of now is just it. For him as a character, um, although he does leave open the possibility that they could still be working it to where he might be a voice at the end who also talks to Ray, or uh, not. I I don't know. It's still a little bit of a question mark with that. Um, but that that was still, kind of. A... I still think that idea that that uh, you know from the rumor that somebody asks you know who lives there for when they go to Tatooine at the end. Yeah, I still think. The rumor, or whoever said that, it would be awesome if 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 that's Kylo. Yeah, that that was a four chan rumor that uh, also had one of Kylo's dialogue sections was "No, I do," which is kind of a um, that's kind of become like the new "My Baby Girl" from the Force Awakens days. But he does say that. Well, in the leak, that that was something that he said. I forget what he was responding to, but it did not work at all. Like it, there was that is not how this language works. <laughs> For him to respond with "No, I do," and it it was just, it was kind of yeah. Oh. So what you're saying is it's probably not true. Most likely not. It should be though, because then you then obviously he's not going to be hanging around with you know Poe and Finn and be like yes. We defeated Palpatine, guys. Let's do this. Like, like he, just... he's behind the bar making mixed drinks for everybody. Yeah. What do you, what do you want? Blue milk? Blue milk colada? No. He's... 
Like he just yeah. he is giving bloody marys to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like I ordered a tequila shot. Well, here's your bloody mary. Yeah, I mean it, it would be a nice little wink and a nod to uh to the audience that hey he's still around, but you know I don't know. This I and especially especially since you know Darth Maul fell down a shaft, got cut in half, and sh- fell down a shaft, then he's still alive. The last yeah. time we see Palpatine, he fell down a shaft. So it's like, oh, guess what, guys? We're gonna throw him down a shaft. Yeah, but there um, is a difference between those two and Han, for example, and in this correct. case, Kylo. Right, because three of these people are Force users, and one isn't. Oh, I wasn't even going to go that right. You're right with that. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was going to say the two who survived have the dark side on uh, abilities, which, you know, unnatural and all that kind of stuff. Who can, you know, the hatred kept them alive, whatever they said with Maul. Uh, uh, Ben's past that. He doesn't have that to fall back on at this point. Uh, but again, you know, for all we know, Mace Windu could still be alive. It's by, hey, no, I'm holding on to that theory. No hands, but he's around. Like, I, you know, as busy as Coruscant is, with all those things flying by and the platforms and all that stuff, you mean to tell me that he fell the entire way without being able to either just accidentally catch one of those or even on purpose with, like, you know, some, some force pulls or well, something? What's gonna, Come what's on. Gonna, what's he going to catch, really? He doesn't have any hands. Wow, too soon. I'm sorry. It happened, you know, a long time <laughs> ago. And even longer in the movie timeline. <laughs> He's not catching anything. That would be the worst if, like, he actually tried. He's like, "Oh, finally, save it, or salvation!" And he reaches out to grab one. He's like, "Oh crap!" Did you I can't. Curse? No. I swear, you almost said "oh f word." Oh no, no. But if he like reached out, he was like, "I'm gonna catch this," and then, "Oh crap! I can't catch yeah. it." And then, I have no hands. Lava. Or that would be what he, you know how Luke screamed when he go down. He just. Mace Windu be screaming, I have no hands. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be sad. Uh, where are we? Um, I Hayden. told myself we wouldn't di- uh, uh, digress this episode, but clearly. <laughs> yeah, it happens. That's all right. We're, we're going to reel it back in. So that was, again, I think that was on Thanksgiving, I believe, on Thursday that Jason came out with that uh, Hayden Anakin story. Uh, but we have new ones after that, uh, more recent. One of them, uh, the main thing to point out from it was that it is Jason's understanding that Leia knew right off the bat from the beginning of her interactions with Rey who she was and who she was a descendant of. She has known all along. And supposedly that was part of the reason that she was anxious to get her sent to Luke because she was thinking not only can Luke help her and and she can maybe help him too uh, because of his failed interactions with kylo she's like second chance you know here's somebody with a bloodline that's a little bit not what you would hope for um but maybe he can you know try to steer her in the right direction and, and kind of give luke some sort of redemption with it too um and uh I, from what this is just going off of my memory from when i read it earlier but i believe that he wasn't completely certain if luke knew immediately if it was again uh she was related or not but over time he did become aware of it and that is part of how, why he uh, changed his mind about training her and working with her and this part wasn't it this is just my conjecture but i could also see it 
to where uh, he initially says no because he's like, yeah, I'm not touching your bloodline with a 10 foot pole. And then like overnight or something, he's like, you know, but who am I? Who, who am I the son of? What is my bloodline? And how did that turn out? And, you know, not, not counting anybody out before they have a chance to prove themselves and all that, which is why he, because of his own story, kind of came around and decided to train her because you could see a little bit of himself in her with, with, you know, parents or, or grandparents or, or family line. So that was one other thing. Now, I don't know about Han. That, that's been interesting to me because there's been a lot of speculation for a while that Han knew who she was because of their scene in the Falcon in The Force Awakens when they're flying to Maz's castle and just some of the uh, facial expressions he makes and stuff. And when Maz looks at him and says, you know, who's the girl and it cuts away, all that kind of stuff. There's been some speculation that Han knew something about her. So that's interesting to me. I, I, I haven't heard anything about that yet, but if Leia knew right off the bat, I guess there, it's a little bit more possible that Han might have somehow. I'm listening. I know you are, and now it's your time to talk. Um, I, Yeah, I think it's okay. I mean, you can certainly clarify some of that stuff. Uh, like you and I mentioned, uh, I think when we were talking in pre-show, you, you can definitely clarify some of that stuff um, when Luke gives his uh, I don't know, elevator pitch or whatever. Um, <laughs> when when she goes to see him or she goes to... An Octo. Yeah, Octo. So so you can say, yeah, Leia knew, I know. Han, he, he I don't know if he knew or not, but uh, I just talked to him the other day and he's, uh, you know, he's forgiving Kylo, so don't don't hit him. <laughs> that That's another thing. I am I feel like that's somehow, at least in my mind, I occasionally overlook and forget about that element to the movie about Han and, and Ben. That's going to be such a great point of this movie. And it's, to me, it's a good thing. Like if there's so much going on and there, there's so much occupying my mind with the story of this movie that I'm overlooking and occasionally forgetting something like that, I take that as a good sign. This is going to be a lot of good experiences in this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, so sure. I I guess we can go ahead and get to the other thing, which is debatably a little bit bigger as far as implications go that Jason talked about. Uh, well, so it's it's bigger and it's and it's and it's disappointing. Is it? I'm I'm fine with it. No, I'm not. Really? I'm I'm disappointed. I'm not disappointed in what we learn. I'm disappointed in what it means for cuts from the film. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I I can get you there. Yeah. Um All right. So, as far as uh what we learn, like what we're going to actually get in the movie, we're not yet talking about what we will not get in the movie because yes, that is a separate thing. But what we are going to get is pretty pretty early on, it's the beginning of the film and Kylo is making his way to Exegol and landing there and going underneath that big black cube, making his way down to eventually see the Emperor. That's going to be right off the bat. Initially, they said that would be within the first like 20 minutes or so of the film, and now that's just pretty much where it starts. So, somewhere along the way, uh, apparently it starts to get kind of weird, because he goes through this section underground of the pathway or walkway, where there are some beings working in like a laboratory factory kind of thing and it's basically like a snoke factory <laughs> where it seems like he's some, basically the implication is that he was a clone because you have a bunch of different snoke parts lying all around this area as they can just like make snokes at will 
I guess. So again, the implication here being that Snoke was never like an original character or anything, that might be why his backstory is a little shady and why we don't know a lot about it because he doesn't have one because the man is a clone who is under the influence and control of Palpatine, who is a stand-in for Palpatine, which is just once again another example of how the Senate has been behind this the whole time. You know, and he was in charge of this whole thing, even when he thought it was a new organization, new big bad guy. Nope, nope, it was still him the whole time. Master plan. I'm not happy. <laughs> We're not talking about that yet. Just based off of this only, about the about Snoke as a character, what it means for him, what it means for Palpatine. Only that part. No, I have no issues. I have no issues with that. I really don't. And, and that's something that kind of came out of nowhere, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, you, you know, and it'll fill every itself in later. You know, we really didn't know much about about uh, Palpatine until the prequels. Well, we'll probably never get a prequel. We could certainly possibly get a series. Right. I don't necessarily think we'll get a, a Snoke standalone uh, a series on Disney Plus. But there's always ways that they can, you know, expand on this stuff. So I don't have an issue with that. You know, but but like I'm telling Tim is that is that that scene originally comes very what quarter of the way into the film or a quarter way into what we thought the the cut of the film was. Was that the my understanding was that it was about twenty minutes or so into the movie, right? And so you had situations to where, especially in the trailer, yeah, you've got you've got you know the it's the scene where Kylo is like in slow mo body slams a guy. Right. That will potentially be gone unless they somehow repurpose it. It's true. And that's kind of... Um, it's a shame because that scene in particular of, yeah, Kylo, like you said, like throwing this guy's body to the ground was very popular. Not only in part, like at Celebration, when they showed that, people went like low-key crazy over that. But then if you like go and just watch people's you know reactions to the trailer, whatever, like that's a popular shot from that trailer. And right. the, the implications from this report are that, like you said, it's gone because that section of the story seems to be skipped over because we the movie starts after where that was happening originally. But what is interesting, though, is that is that you've got a situation to where everything looked red. Yeah. You know, uh, everything, everything. What what is it? Jason was saying that that the road to Snoke or Exegol is red, so everything's red. Right. So you could potentially right. repurpose, you know, that scene with him fighting, and it's red mist or red dust. You know, perhaps he runs into people when he's on the ground and ex on Exegol. Yeah, know, it's him, possible uh, for him to get in the temple. But again, then he also has he also has people with him. You see, like right. I think it looks like snow troopers in the background. I seem to remember hearing that. Yeah, I can't picture so I, them I in the background. Know. But I mean, we're we're losing, we're losing. Uh, and I think we already knew we lost it. But Spider Babyface Oracle is gone, okay. which I'm cool with that. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like this is what you and I have talked about before, to where you could easily take this stuff that's been edited now, and you could do a nice little Disney Plus thing for it. Yeah, you know, imagine if the scenes, the deleted scenes uh, that were on the old stuff, were completed and put on Disney Plus. Or in yeah. this situation, you've got a good twenty minutes of him, you, you've got him trying to find the wayfinder. 
And so that's the 20 minute Disney Plus thing, you know. Go see go see Rise of Skywalker in theaters. You know, and, and it, it's almost like a short. It's like a it's like a prequel to the movie. It's him trying to find a wayfinder and then when the movie starts, he's got the wayfinder. You don't yeah, need I, to have seen it, but it just adds to you know those who have. I think that would be fantastic. I really do. I I don't have a lot of confidence that it's going to happen, but it would be a great idea to get people excited about it and just to kind of hold people over just a little bit more until we can get to that uh, premiere in a few. Which, by the way, when is the actual premiere? Is that next week? I believe so. Uh, it's usually on a Tuesday, right? So is that the tenth? Yeah, because yeah, it, it, isn't it in like Japan early or something? Hold on. <laughs> okay, the Red Scout. No, I know it's December twenty. World. Let's try world premiere. Oh, and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it uh, the next day too. So I'm gonna see it that Thursday, and then I'm gonna go at noon the next day and watch it uh, in IMAX with laser. Wait, this says that the world premiere is going to be December 16th. That's oh, late. Maybe. Well, that's really late. That's, it's typically like a Tuesday. week or two before the movie, but the 16th is the Monday of that week. Maybe they don't want uh, A-holes spawn. Uh, that's possible. You know, like, like, like we do. But look, we're not the first A-hole. We're just, you know, we're like sixth or seventh in the line of A-holes. <laughs> <laughs> that would that well, should... actually, I think we're actually probably way later than that. You know, you were talking yeah. about like marketable, marketable stuff to put on T-shirts for a show and stuff a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That should be it. We're the sixth or seventh in the line of a hole. That, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Nice tagline. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I do want to mention one thing too about, uh, as I said previously, we were regarding the Mandalorian and how it might tie into this. So the the people who were initially after Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian are loyal to the Empire. And that's been very clear through numerous logos and statements and stuff like that. So you might wonder, what does the Empire want to do with Baby Yoda? And the scientist guy who is actually working with him uh, in the, the little table platform thing he had, all that. He has a logo on his shoulder that looks pretty spot on, just like a, a Camino uh, logo or emblem. Yes. So if you have somebody who's a scientist and has connections or is somehow from Camino, and that leads you to think cloning, and you have the Empire... Why at this time frame would the Empire be interested in cloning somebody with force abilities? And well, now you, other, yeah. And here's the other thing: didn't Favreau say, or somebody said, that the Mandalorian would suggest at the formation of the First Order, and everyone was like, "Ah, yeah, that's crap." Do you remember that that article? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I do. So you know. I haven't seen anything yet, except for this possibility. That's true. And the thing is, again, so you take that into account, and you think, okay, well, maybe they're just trying to get somebody. And, you know, Yoda had such a high midichlorian count and all that. If they're trying to somehow figure out a way to clone 
a Force-sensitive, with high potential, a high-ceiling Force-sensitive being for Palpatine to use in control, you know, that would make sense given what we now know about the beginning of Episode Nine. here. Having said that, obviously it doesn't work out. Mandalorian makes out with, uh, uh, or, or I should rephrase, Mandalorian gets away with the Baby Yoda. So then they have to turn to some other host or some other specimen, and maybe that's where Snow comes into the picture. What if the ending, though, you know? What if the ending of Rise of Skywalker is not what we think it is, and it is Teenage Yoda versus Palpatine? Oh, I dig it. <laughs> Teenage Clone Yoda. Clone yeah. Yeah, going through puberty, so he has like all yeah. those snarky comments. He's just shooting everything off everywhere. He's got his own thing, like you can't control it. Yeah, <laughs> he's angry. That's true. I mean, we are setting that uh, precedent with Ray using force lightning in this movie. So a hole you are, and just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. That. I don't know. They, they they hit on lightning with that uh, with that baby Yoda. I don't I don't think they realized it was going to be this big. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, I think they they probably assumed it would be popular and go over pretty well. But it's seriously like a cultural thing right now. With the memes, now you got baby Yoda sipping tea. Like you got memes like they they talk about it, make jokes with, on like the Tonight Show with baby Yoda. I mean, not just that, but like just go to random TV shows and and talk shows and stuff like that, and they talk about baby Yoda. He's known everywhere. Yeah. And The Mandalorian right now is the most watched original streaming series. So it's beat out Stranger Things. So again, as big of a deal as that was, Mandalorian is now even bigger and Baby Yoda is part of that. Game of Thrones is still bigger. Oh, just saying. Uh, Do you you feel better? Not really. Yeah, okay. My my show comes out, uh, it comes out tomorrow on Blu-ray. Yeah. The complete series. And and mm. and the much maligned uh, season eight. Eight. When when am I going to be able to get uh, uh, Mandalorian on Blu-ray? That's the question. Yeah, I I still don't know. We we talked about that what one or two weeks ago, I guess. And as far as I know, there's been no conversations, no implications, no hints, no nothing about that. Well, because Tim, Blu-rays are worth nothing now. Nothing. Yeah, 4K true. is worth nothing. So so I work at, I work at Walmart. They had, here's what they had. It was Jurassic Park. This was a box set, right? Right. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park 3D. Jurassic Park The Lost World. Jurassic Park The Lost World in 3D. Jurassic Park 3. And Jurassic World. All in Blu-ray with digital codes for everything. How much, Tim? Uh, I saw it. I'm just trying to remember now. Because I did see that. How much, Tim? It was pretty good. Was it like, wasn't it like fifteen or twenty or something like that? No, it was six ninety nine. What? Okay, not a mine. I scanned it. I scanned it. Six ninety nine. I think. I think. I thought mine was like fifteen. Band of which, Brothers. Which even that's Blu-ray. pretty good. Band of Brothers on Blu-ray, the entire series, six ninety nine. That was. Oh, yeah, I did buy. see. I did see that. I think because oh, I saw they had that at uh, Walmart at mine. Yeah, it's it's insane. You know, and, and and I didn't even buy uh, Far From Home when it first came out. I was like, oh wait, I got it for seven ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah, 
I went I went and saw John Wick in the theater. I took my wife. My wife's ticket. She wanted to sit in nice seats. So it was like $18 for her to see John Wick, right? Right. I just spent $7.99 on the 4K edition. So I thought about that. I didn't get it, um, but I was thinking about it because I feel like I'm going to regret having said this on, on the air, but I haven't seen any of those yet. Um, oh, they're great. Yeah, I know that. And I, can, and I hear that they're all great, and I'm, I'm interested in seeing them. Uh, but I haven't yet, and so I saw them. Uh, like you said, they're they're on a good deal, and I I was sitting there. I'm like, do I want to get? It? And I was like, nah, I can. I probably have it in some streaming form right now, anyway. Well, I think that's the route I'm going from now on, anyways. Is is that you know, for a long time I used to just buy. You know what? I'll spend five dollars on a on a Blu-ray I've never seen. Yeah, I'm not bothered with that anymore. I'm really not. That's if what I, I did like with like Dunkirk. Well, I saw it in a theater and I waited till it was on Blu-ray on Black Friday and I bought it for seven ninety nine. Yeah. But you know, in the past, they used to go, "Oh, I wanted to see that movie. I'll buy it for five dollars." Oh, I want to see that movie. I bought it for seven ninety nine. I'm not right. doing that anymore. Now, if I really like it and I want to own it, then I'll buy it. But otherwise, I might see it first on streaming. Yeah. There's so many things to watch. <laughs> so many things to watch. I don't have time for everything. You know, I just started. I just started Man in the High Castle. Uh, it's four seasons that I didn't even bother with. And it's really good. Have you seen Frozen 2, Mark? No, I didn't see that. I went and saw, you know, Hour 45 and Knives Out, uh, Knives Out instead. Right. Yeah, I haven't either. But I've heard good things about that one, too. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in a hurry on that one. I haven't seen Coco. Yeah, I haven't seen Toy, Toy I, Story I haven't seen 4. I, no, I haven't either. The Toy Story 4 and Coco. I haven't seen either of those yet. And I'm like, well, guess what? It's going to be on Disney Plus pretty soon. Yeah. And speaking you know, of, I, I do want to remind everybody that we are approximately, oh, hold on. <laughs> approximately 17 days away from the premiere of The Rise of Skywalker. And actually, when you listen to this, 16 days, if you listen to it in this release, because it comes out on Tuesday. Which means that you have 16 days to wrap up or start, if you haven't yet, your rewatch of the Star Wars series. Watch it however you like. Some people are doing uh, uh, chronologically, starting with episode four. Some people are doing it uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And uh, some people are doing that, but throwing in Solo and Rogue One. I mean, however you want to do it, whatever works for you, that's cool. Just get in your Star Wars marathon because we are at 16 days now. So it's, but when you're listening to this, uh, until we have episode nine and we're going to watch that. So this is your, your alert to get it going. Uh, if you want to wait and do it like one a day, you still have some time. But you know, you know what my plan was? What's that? My plan. It's a great plan, so everyone's gonna love it. Watch, <laughs> watch one, watch two, watch every episode of Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Watch Rebels, all again. I didn't really think Solo was important as far as the story goes, but I'd watch Rogue One because it had, you know, a Skywalker in it, and then I do four, five, six, seven, eight, and then I'd be ready. Well, <laughs> I, I, I plan on doing that in January. You know, it would be appropriate if we have Ezra and Ahsoka in episode nine. I know. You know how many? You know what I watched? What? 
Nothing. Oh, I thought you were going to say the first one, like episode one. No, I haven't watched Phantom Menace. Oh. I'm going to, I guess. And, you know, it's it's so easy, especially with Disney Plus right now. It's easy to watch any of it. And if you have a um, 4K HDR TV, it looks great with what they've done with it. On Because Disney Plus streams in 4K HDR. So if you have that capability, you should watch it that way because it looks great. Mandalorian, all of it. Um, and it's just a new way to experience the, the franchise. I think I honestly might just watch um, 7 and 8 again. Because I I know I know you know one through six. We didn't even well, talk about I mean, the potential new music, right? Right. I mean, because that duel of the fates doesn't sound like any duel of the fates ever, does it? It no, it doesn't. And I I, I was listening to it a couple times just back to back to try and you know see if I can catch it. I, I don't know what, but just looking for something <laughs> to give me some sort of clue. But the overall impression I left with is what you said. It doesn't sound like any previous version that we would have so far. It is possible that somebody, some, uh, like, quote-unquote contract composer just, you know, recorded it that way because he wanted yeah, to use like it for the trailer. It sounds like there's a different choir in it. I mean, it, it it's hard to tell because these days some of the trailer music is getting pretty good. And especially well, and the farther away they get from the Zimmer style, because that's a little bit cliche, but if they're starting to branch out a little bit more, some of it's getting pretty original and pretty good. So and there's it's, still, uh, there's still unreleased stuff from the Phantom Menace. Like I have, right. I have, uh, I think a version of, of Duel of the Fates without the choir that you only can get if you rip a game in the game. <laughs> I have a lot of rips where people have, have went into the game and went into the files and pulled all the unreleased bits of music and then stitched it together to what you know. You know, I, I've got pretty much complete versions of the soundtracks because of that. And it's legal. Kind of. I mean, it's legal because I own. Like, you can make copies if you own it. And you can share a copy with somebody if you own it. Me? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. But I'm I'm disappointed now. Eh, I wouldn't be. No, you don't know why I'm disappointed. How oh, are you disappointed? Because I never shared it with you. No, 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 no. Because I was doing so well until just now. I had this problem where <laughs> for ep- in 2015 for episode seven, and then in 2017 for episode eight, uh, it would be like November 1st, and I'm like, maybe the soundtrack will leak early. And like every day, I'm like, I know it's probably not today, but maybe. And then it would be like, you know, the day before the movie came out that something would happen. And I was agonizing for a month and a half leading up to it about waiting to hear the score, right? The thought had never even occurred to me yet. I was doing a good job of putting it off. And here we are, December 2nd. It's still way too early. And I just, I lost it. I'm like, man, maybe tomorrow, (laughs) which I know is not going to be. I mean, you can't. Can't put it off. Like it's like it's probably seriously. It's probably gonna be like the the Tuesday or Wednesday before uh, the movie comes out that the soundtrack will come out. Will will leak? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another that's another gray area too. 
Well, that one's not really great, but you could justify it in your head if you really wanted to. I don't, I don't like justifying <laughs> things, but you could justify it. Like if you have it on pre-order and it and it gets shipped to your house, and you don't cancel that pre-order, then if you happen to listen to it a couple of days early, there's a ton of soundtrack collectors out there who flat out would say that's fine. If it's in route to your house or you've placed a pre-order for it and somebody offers to let you listen to it early, that's fine. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, I do, as we talked about previously, I do have it on pre-order already and it is not getting canceled. And that is definitely going to be at my house the day of release. Uh, The only thing is that even if it's fine in spirit, because you're not like, you know, in theory changing anything or whatever, it's still not something that I would recommend people do because you're not supposed to. <laughs> so That's right, Tim. What's your thought about bootlegs? Bootlegs are bad. Well, I mean, some, some companies or some bands like to release them. But what's your thoughts of, like, complete recordings? Like, say, for example, I own all the Game of Thrones scores, right? Mm-hmm. But if out there there's floating around the complete recordings for like season five, right. which you can't you can't buy, but it's out there, would I be bad if I listened to it? You know, that's not for me to judge. I'm just wondering <laughs> what you thought. Um, my thought is, and I should probably just mark this. I'm probably just going to edit this out. <laughs> so what you bleeped out, Tim, and what you said is that people like myself should be killed. <laughs> Whoa, that is that is spicy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. it, it really it really is such a gray area because like I know I know in my heart what what you know what piracy is. I guess. I don't even know if it's technically piracy, but I know in my mind what getting something free is without right. paying for it. You know, this is not, this would not be one of those situations for me necessarily. Like if, if I happen to hear it early when I already have it coming. Right. But, you know, other areas to where there are some people like, well, I want to sample the entire series to see if I want to buy it. And it's like, eh, that's probably. Well, that, I mean, at that point, that's what YouTube's for. Well, okay, so so here here's the deal, and this is this is exactly this is what I used to do. So I bought uh, I had HBO when Game of Thrones first came out, season one. Uh huh. Watched it every week, loved it. But then when season two came out, I just bootlegged it because I was like, well, I'm gonna buy it. So after that. I stopped doing it. I ended up just paying for it, you know, the the service. But in the, but for a while there, I was just justifying it that way, and it's not right. Uh huh. Well, I, I, that's what I'm saying before about like even if the spirit of it's fine, if you're like, yeah, you know, I already have it pre-ordered, uh, you know, it's it, it's I'm not going to change that. It's still coming. It's just you know going to be you know a couple of days early for me to experience it or whatever. I get that. And again, even if you're not offending anybody by doing that or anything like that. Um, that doesn't necessarily exonerate anything else, but yeah. Mm. 
not not being the killjoy, uh, just uh, uh, putting it out there officially that that's how it should be. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I don't even know. We were. Oh yeah, we were talking about the music, Duel of Fates. Um, it sounded great, you know, because because it sounded familiar, obviously. Um, and new at the same time. So if it was just for the trailer, great job to whoever did it. And if it is for the actual movie itself, I am looking forward to it. We know it's going to be in there. I mean, Don Williams said the Phantom is what he called it would be in the score for this. Everybody's assuming reasonably that that would be Duel of the Fates. Uh, so all signs point to it being in the movie. Uh, but whether or not that was it, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, either way, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It might end. Yeah, now I'm looking forward to it more than I was before because I'm like, man, December 3rd, is that too early for, for it to make its way around? It's uh, way too early considering he just finished it. Yeah, I know it is. It's going to be like two days and I just ruined the next like week and a half for me. I'm sorry. Or two and a half. Yeah, two. Oh, whatever. All right. Um, so to wrap up in conclusion, which is the worst way to start a conclusion, but anyway, uh, in conclusion, we have resistance is still, uh, still kicking strong, just like they have been up until this point. Mandalorian is same thing. Uh, in my opinion, it's the same caliber as it's been this entire time. It's still a good series. Still looking forward to Fridays every Friday. Uh, we have a vocal appearance from Hayden Christensen for episode nine. We have Luke and Leia being aware of Ray's uh, lineage. And we have the Snoke clone bomb <laughs> reveal also. So there have been a few things happening recently in the community. If you're not really paying attention to it, if you dropped off from the past couple of weeks, uh, those are the highlights. Those are the things that you'd want to know about. And at this point, especially, like you said, especially with the Snoke thing, that really kind of came out of nowhere, it seemed. And it was like, whoa, okay, that's cool. So I don't know if we're going to get anything else like that or not, but it'd be pretty neat if we do get some sort of random drop of a truth bomb about this movie. So we'll see what happens over the next few days. But if nothing else, worst case scenario, we're going to have, I'm sure, another great episode of Mandalorian, episode five or chapter five to talk about next week, too. Yeah, we have two more episodes of this, and then the third episode we will have seen it, right? Yeah, three episodes from now we'll be uh, doing our review. That is true. <laughs> it's just so weird in that context. Because, yeah, uh, three episodes from now we will be recording on December 23rd. And uh, that will be after... We... At that point, I've already seen the movie... At least three times. I think I have three tickets right now. So I was seeing opening twice weekend. at that point. I was seeing twice. So it gives us an educated, uh, at least I think we'll feel, we'll understand how we feel about it pretty decent. We should we should get a guest on who's seen it like another like like four times, so that we can say we've we've uh, we've seen this we've seen this movie a combined, you know, or even get more than four a combined like twenty times, guys. We know this movie inside and out. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know what I'm saying anymore. <sighs> thank, thank you, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, if you have any 
uh, questions about anything, let us know. We always are looking forward to hearing from you guys. It's always um, a huge highlight to hear from anybody about what's going on and, and what their thoughts are with what we're talking about with Star Wars overall and all this. It's always the, the interaction. I've said this before. I'll keep saying it is the, the best part of doing something like this. So let us know. And uh, we will be back next week, which will be the final week before the Rise of Skywalker because the week after that will be the week of. See how yes. I'm working this? Trying to make it seem sooner than it is? You're doing good. I mean, it, it's still coming up pretty soon. So anyway, we'll be back, everybody. Thank you for listening. And I hope you come back for the next one. <laughs>